Hi, welcome to Harvest Church Podcast. We pray that as you listen today, you are blessed and encouraged. Thank you so much for listening in. If you want any more information about our ministry, we'd love you to jump onto our website, harvestaustralia.org. Have a great day. It's always an interesting time in January and with Christmas, New Year and... uh, even with sharing, and you know, you, you kind of run out of um, Christmas messages so specific to Christmas, and then New Year's, a stirring one for New Year's. So, typically, the last few years, I've generally don't preach a, a, a normal Christmas sermon or a New Year's sermon um, because for me, life is life and it just keeps going and going and flowing, doesn't it? And so, um, I, I tend to not make massive New Year's resolutions. We, we recalibrate and reassess things, but um, hopefully as a believer, we're reassessing and making resolutions all the time. That's part of the transformation process, isn't it? And so um, today I want to uh, talk on what I've titled Mastering Me, Mastering Me. And that's not everyone mastering me, that's you mastering you and me mastering me. Because uh, the best person to, to master first is ourselves, isn't it? Uh, before we look at planks and, and make observations in everyone else's eyes, we're told to look in our own eye. And uh, I think that one of the greatest testimonies that we can be as believers is be really fruitful in and of ourselves. And that means we, we might not have to be the greatest speaker or influencer or anything else that's expected of us, but we can be really successful believers in whatever that looks like and whatever that means for us. And uh, I want to read a quote from Abraham Lincoln. He said, Give me six hours to chop down a tree, and I will spend the first four sharpening the axe. Interesting, isn't it? And if you're mathematically inclined, that's, uh, you know, double the amount of time sharpening as to chopping. You'd think it would be the other way around. The point is, in fact, I'll read a verse that is parallel with that. Ecclesiastes 10.10 says, If the axe is dull and its edge unsharpened, more strength is needed. But skill will bring success. So Abraham Lincoln was really just taking scripture and making it just a little bit more practical. But what it's saying is that if we will hone what's within us, we will be more powerful. If we will spend time on what's inside, on what really counts, and if we will analyze and review and listen to God's voice and take his words seriously and do all of those things that we know to be powerful and true, then we can be all the sharper, all the more effective in what we're going for. And In this day and age, we're all about efficiency, aren't we? Energy efficiency and financial efficiency and, you know, efficiency everywhere you look. And yet spiritual efficiency is more about the inside work than the outside work. And so as we spend time sharpening our own acts, as we spend time on what's within, what are we thinking on, what are we dwelling on, what what anxieties and stresses and fears do we have maybe about this current year? And when we do some review of that stuff, we actually realize, I want to sharpen what's within me so that I can be much more effective. Galatians 5, um, verses 22 to 26, I think I'm reading. Uh, And I'm reading in the New Living Translation, which I think we have up there. 
uh, just because I think it words it a little more practically, says, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to his cross and crucified them there. Since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. I believe this is one of the hardest things to do as a believer, to follow the Spirit's leading in every area. It's a, it's a very comprehensive thought if you take it on. It's a, it's a bigger burger than you can consume all at once. And so sometimes we have to take bite-sized chunks, don't we? Maybe this year we just take a bite-sized chunk and follow the Spirit's leading in our relationship with Him. Follow the Spirit's leading in a relationship with our spouse. Follow the Spirit's leading in our career path. Follow the Spirit's leading in our responses or in the areas of our heart. Whatever it is He shows you, He will illuminate, He will speak, and He will lead the way so that we can sharpen the axe within and be more effective. It's, life is too short. It really is too short to, to live with a blunt axe. We have many axes around our house. We uh, just, for some reason, we collect them. And um, we don't use them very often because the chainsaw is much more effective, we found. But uh, when we moved to the farm, we, we got crazy and we just bought all the different types and sizes and things like that, thinking we're going to chop down trees. And then you only have to try and axe a tree down once and you soon go to the chainsaw. There's always a better way. <laughs> but, when, but when we look at even using the axe at the rare time, a blunt axe is absolutely useless. I mean, you might as well not even have the thing. And so a sharp axe will penetrate much more effectively with a lot less effort. It just chips away. I don't know if you've ever been to the Royal Show and seen those guys, you know, in the competitions, uh, chopping down the, the... It's phenomenal watching them, isn't it? The blades just going in and both sides and off peel. The, and this is what we are to believe, be as believers. But hours and hours of training and work that no one's ever seen has gone into that. And hours and hours of sharpening both sides and they polish and they get the oils out and they've got them in the sheath so they don't blunt. And, and this is what our spiritual lives can be like. We get blunt really quick. We get blunt really quick with, with unforgiveness. We get blunt really quick with doubt and fear. And one thing I felt to encourage everyone, but particularly those of you who struggle with self-bluntening. You blunten yourself with your own fears, your own anxieties. And it's, it may be because of your upbringing. It may be because of stuff that's happened to you throughout your life. But I want to encourage you, this is not the way of the believer. Doubt and fear about yourself and even insecurities about yourself can hold you back from the better things of God, from the sharper ways of doing things. And for some, it's just, it's just a veil that's been there for years and it's probably because of hurt and, and all sorts of things that's been put on you. I want to encourage you today. Take off the veil because Jesus hasn't got that veil on you. He doesn't doubt you. He doesn't fear about you. He doesn't think bad about you. He's actually cheering you on and sharpening you the whole way so that you can actually branch out into new things. Maybe in this year, you can get past yourself. You can get past your own limitations. 
It's a big deal in this current day and age. A lot of people are fighting a battle within. And they might not talk about it. No one might know about it or just a select few. But if you can conquer that battle within, I want to just give you some hints on how to do that. This fruit of the Spirit, self-control, has fascinated me for years now. And as you know, I've spoken about it a few times. And it's one of the most boring fruits of the Spirit. Do you know what I mean? And um, when you think of the Holy Spirit and you think of miracles and signs and wonders and, you know, dramatic things of the Spirit, you wouldn't normally think about self-control. Uh, but I do for some reason because I look at this thing and, and for some reason I'm fascinated with it. I want to just elaborate on it a little bit for us. Um, the Greek word actually really means dominion or mastery. Or let's expand on that, dominion within. And an example of that is, is really meaning that proceeding out from within oneself, but not by oneself. Isn't that interesting? Proceeding out from within, but not in and of ourselves. So not by ourselves, by God. So it really means the stuff that he gives us, we then elaborate on, we then reflect, or we then shine forth. But we've got to have it within. And if we don't have dominion within, it means we're still warring against stuff. And I encourage you, maybe if you dwell on this a little bit, just read the passage of Galatians chapter 5 and chapter 6, and it really elaborates more on the war between the sinful nature and the spiritual nature. Because every one of us in this room has to war against the sinful nature. Um, uh, John Wesley, early in his ministry, was what's been called a perfectionist. And he believed in perfectionism. It's funny that later in his life, he started to let go of that. I wonder if it's because he realized maybe it's not attainable here on earth. Now, maybe it is. I still leave a couple of percent of chance that that theology is correct. But I'm still yet to meet a person that has attained that. I'm still yet to hear about a believer that's ever attained to perfectionism here on earth. I'd like to believe it. But the truth is, Scripture talks a lot about the battle between flesh and, and, and spirit. And Galatians 5 and 6 talks a lot about it because we need to put off the sinful nature with its desires and with all that sort of stuff so that the spirit can actually rise up within us. And this is about sharpening the axe, sharpening the axe so that we can have dominion over our thoughts, dominion over our fears, dominion over our own anxieties. And then once we've conquered our own, then we can start being influential, then we can start multiplying it. But not until we've conquered that stuff ourselves are we going to be truly effective with other people. And this is why it's, it's one of those things I take really seriously to make sure that I am trying to master myself before I master anyone else. I'm finding as I'm getting older, I give less advice now than I gave 20 years ago. It's funny how that happens, isn't it? And uh, even my opinions, uh, they're not compromised. They're very strong in certain ways. But I'll only give it if I know the cup is empty on the other side. If the cup's already full, then there's nothing more I can add to the conversation. 
And so it's, it's one of those things about wisdom and sharpening our axe that when we take this seriously, it is a powerful, powerful weapon when we learn to master what is within. And I certainly haven't attained it. I can tell you that. I know you already know that. Uh, but it's, it's worth just reminding you because this is something we go after in the transformational life. We're, we're on a journey to be more like Jesus, aren't we? But to do that, we've got to take very seriously that inner life. What's going on in our mind? What's going on? What responses, what reactions are going on in our, in our life? It's, um, it's interesting. There's a, there's a few things I want to just share on or encourage you with that I have found. You can take them or you can leave them. It's free and, uh, and there's no pressure. But these are a few things I have found to be helpful in the area of gaining dominion within my own mind because each one of us has a battlefield of our mind. Each one of us has struggles. For some, it's more in one area than another area, but every single human being has this battle, Galatians 5 and 6, going on in our life. It may be a daily thing, a weekly thing, but let me tell you, don't give up sharpening the axe. Don't give up on pursuing the highest goal for your life. Don't give up thinking that you can actually break through in your mind. You can overcome the fear. You can overcome insecurity. You you can overcome all of those doubts and barriers that you thought are just you. You thought, this is my lot in life. Let me tell you, if it's not part of Jesus, it's not your lot. It might be part of the old man or woman. It might be part, and I mean the old self, not your mum and dad. You got to, you know, clarify that these days, don't you? But it might be part of the old man or woman as well, you know. They tends to catch up on us, doesn't it, you know? But sometimes we have to shake off old mindsets to actually sharpen the axe. I want to encourage you, today's a good day to shake off some of those things that you've thought are just going to be part of you for the rest of your life. But are they Jesus' best for you? Are they his, is it what he shed his blood for? Is that really part of who you're called to be? Or is it something you've just accepted and you said, well, yeah, I'm an insecure person and, you know, I'm just no good at that. I've never been any good at that. Well, you've just prophesied the worst thing you can possibly do over yourself. So don't speak about yourself like that. Gaining mastery over your own mind will mean you're talking positive words over yourself. Maybe you need to do it in front of the mirror. And maybe you need to, you know, just go, go for a drive or something and speak life over yourself. Speak truth over yourself. Speak God's word over yourself. Whenever you do it, you're sharpening the axe. You're sharpening the axe. And next time you have that doubt and fear, the axe will be sharper. So it will cut easier through the fear, through the doubt, through the insecurity or through that, you know, uh, uh, I mean, it's interesting if you read just prior in Galatians 5, it lists off some of the sins that if we give way to, we will not inherit the kingdom of God. And it's not talked about a lot in today's, even in Christianity, that in, if we have fits of rage, we will not inherit the kingdom of God. If we are really selfish people, we will not inherit the kingdom of God. Just read it. You can read it in Galatians 5. It lists this stuff. Now, it talks also about sexual immorality and all sorts of other things. But sometimes we forget that some of the things that we allow in our own faith are kind of normally accepted things. 
Now, it doesn't mean if you get angry once, you're not going to go to heaven. You read it and dwell on it and contextualize it. Gain mastery over this stuff. And it sharpens the axe because our voice needs to be loud and clear. But for it to be loud and clear, we need to be sharp. I've... I've uh, coined this phrase under the radar. It's a common phrase, I know, but from an example, I remember I I had a national distributor in our pipe manufacturing company. Uh, Their their name was Iplex, I think the second largest plastic pipe company in Australia. And I remember one of the directors... um, of the company, the national company, turnover, you know, nearly, I don't know, three, four hundred million dollars, good sized company, kind of intimidating. You know, I'm just a 30 year old skinny dude with no gray hair back then. Um, got some gray now. But uh, I remember he came, flew over from Sydney. And he was talking about the marketing plan. And, and I'm, you know, young and enthusiastic and, and like, let's get this out there. Let's go for it. You've got a national distribution chain. Let's really push the product. And, and he said, well, hang on, hang on, hang on. Let's, let's just, let me explain to you how we do things. We fly under the radar a little bit. And what he meant was they're not telling everyone, including all of the opposition, every new product that's coming out and everything, the latest thing. Uh, they like to fly under the radar a little bit and go, go through the back door and maybe get in the tender, uh, you know, local tenders that aren't advertised yet, build relationships and, and, and do it the organic way, if you like, rather than just advertise to everyone and all of their competitors exactly what they're doing. And it taught me a powerful lesson. Sometimes we make a bigger target of ourselves than we really should. Sometimes we make a massive big target of ourselves for the enemy just to go like that because we just, we just put it all out there and all he has to do is just throw a dart and it doesn't even matter where he hits, he's going to hit you because we make such a big target of ourselves. And so I've learned that sometimes flying under the radar means not telling the enemy everything that's going on. And maybe not telling everyone else everything that's going on. It's a powerful thing then when we actually carry the kingdom of God. We don't have to tell everyone that maybe our latest revelation or this or that. And there's nothing wrong with doing that. But if we make a habit of always doing that, sometimes we begin to live off the froth, not the good stuff. Do you know what I mean? And we don't want to live off the froth. There's nothing in that. It's air. It gives you gas. And sometimes we have spiritual gas rather than gaining mastery of what's within and of who's within. Because he's always speaking and moving and and shaping and and wanting to to grow us bigger and stronger, isn't he? Just poke the person next to you and say, get sharp. That was a very mild get sharp. I didn't say get smart, get sharp. The holiday crowd is a very English crowd. I've learned over the years. It's okay. It's, it's relaxed. It's, it's just very calm. Flying under the radar. You, you know, you can catch the enemy off guard. It's a powerful thing. Um, I said a few weeks ago that uh, during holidays, often I read, uh, you know, war history books. Well, one thing I learned about um, the Gallipoli, World War I Gallipoli onslaught, which it was, uh, was that I didn't know back then we actually had... Australia actually bought two submarines. They weren't very good. I think they were probably just barrels with caps on the ends. And I think, uh, I think they, they threw 18 blokes in these things. 
And uh, anyway, they, they had uh, the Australian uh, Navy bought two of them and uh, they were very, very just, just basic. Uh, and apparently one of them made it up one of the gulfs, um, uh, you know, Anzac Cove's in a certain location and I think it was uh, west of Anzac Cove. Uh, it made it a long way up past some of the mine, the, the submerged mines, um, and uh, it got way further than anyone thought. Um, and in the end, it, it didn't quite complete its journey. But, but in this, it distracted and it caused a lot of issues by flying under the radar uh, because it couldn't be spotted and it was, it was going through the, the, the mines and so no one thought anything was going to be there. But it got through where no one thought it could actually get through. And in the end, uh, it actually helped some of the escape and it did potentially save thousands of lives but probably could have saved more if they had the tech like we have nowadays and it's so interesting reading about this stuff. But the truth is, any one of us, any one of us can fly under the radar and actually miss arrows of the enemy that he's trying to target you and me with by flying under the radar. And what do I mean by that practically? What I mean by that is not announcing to everyone what's, what's happening or just let your life be the example. Let your life be the testimony. Let, let who you are emanate from you. Um, it's, it's Karen and I, you know, we, we love health and wellness. And um, I mean, every time, even when I'm in the car, when I see someone running, I'm like, I just want to go for a run. You know, just, I'm just like, I love watching you run. And to be honest with you, especially if they're a person that maybe is trying to lose some weight, I look at them and I'm cheering them on. I'm like, that's fantastic. Uh, you know, at, at the gym that we go to, there's one guy, he's a bigger guy. And, uh, you know, I look at him a couple of times. I've just given him a thumbs up because I'm looking at him and, and he's spurring me on just by he, he would have no idea. He probably thinks I'm looking at him thinking, what, you know, what are you doing here? But I'm looking at him going, man, if you can do that, you know, at your size and shape, then, then I'm, I'm encouraged by that. I'm really encouraged by that. And um, it's one of those things that iron sharpens iron. So... Who is sharpening you? What is sharpening you? It's something that I dwell on. If you, we want to gain mastery within, then we want to make sure we're actually reviewing this stuff. It's powerful things because our lives are a testimony whether we like it or not. What are we testifying? What are we testifying? Who are we testifying about? This is why we take this stuff so seriously, but we have to take it for ourselves. I don't want to put a heavy weight on you. In fact, I want to lift a weight off you, especially those of you who fight yourself. Make yourself, give yourself the greatest gift of all and stop fighting yourself. Stop doubting yourself. Jesus never doubts you. He never doubts why you're here on earth. He never doubts your gifts and your talents and your callings. Maybe this year you can be free of some of that baggage of self-rejection and actually come into the fullness of the Father's love and realize, wow, he has created me for a reason. I want to live free. By living by the Spirit, we can actually be free of this stuff. John 7, 38 says, whoever believes in me, as scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. Rivers of living water will flow from within them. At the end of winter, 
our pool looks and smells disgusting. I don't know any other pool owners here, what yours are like. I know some of you have secrets, you cover them up and all this sort of stuff, but I don't. It is green, it is murky. I don't know what gremlins are living in there, but by the time I'm pumping it out, I mean, we had turtles, we had like swimming things, we had, we had all sorts of things in ours, sticks and leaves and buckets of things. This is what we are like spiritually when we are not sharpened by the word of God, by the spirit of truth. And now we might not realize it, you know, from 100 meters, you wouldn't even know my pool is green and hairy and leery. You just, it looks like every other pool. But up close, you don't want to be too close. This is why I believe God allows us to have kingdom family. Because a river needs connection. Otherwise, it's a stagnant pool. Otherwise, it's a pond. And even though we might not always get on okay, we have disagreements. We look different. We smell different. We like different foods. And some people even eat meat, would you believe? (laughs) That's a joke. Okay. Bless you and your meat. I had some the other day, actually. Accidentally, I ordered bean, a bean burrito bowl, and they gave me like a beef burrito bowl. It was delicious. <laughs> anyway, back on track. Back on track. Rivers of living water. There wouldn't be a person in this room who wouldn't want rivers of living water flowing through them. You know, what, what a great picture. But we have to have mastery within to let this river flow. Otherwise, other stuff is flowing through. Otherwise, we've got a, a, a stagnant pond. And believe me, you, you don't want your turtles coming out and your gremlins and things like that. You want proper stuff. Rivers of living water. This is what we're called. This is living in the spirit, isn't it? But we need to allow him to gain mastery within. Otherwise, we have nothing without. Otherwise, it's, it's stagnant. And so we need believers. We need encouragement. Iron sharpens iron. And even though we, we have differences of opinion... I've rarely seen a believer stay strong in the Lord when they remove themselves from kingdom family and community. It's very hard to do. Maybe if you're a desert monk, you know, and you're just, you know, chanting to the Lord 24-7 and fasting. I don't know. Even then they might be grumpy and, you know, who knows? I've never met one. But it's very hard when people remove themselves from the river of God, from that flow of kingdom family where we, where we worship together, where we believe iron, sharpening iron, faith of other one lifts our faith, wisdom, counsel, all of these things. It's very, very hard to do. And so this is why we have gatherings like this. We are the church. We are the church. And together we can be stronger and bigger and sharper And so I want to leave you with that picture today. John 7, 38. Whoever believes in me, as Scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. God wants a river to flow from you and from me. But what does it look like to gain mastery within? And it doesn't necessarily mean self-help. I've got to do this. I've got to do this. I've got to do this. But listen to the Spirit, to what He's speaking to you. There might be stuff you have to let go. Like I said, I think it was last week, instead of making a to-do list, it maybe it's a not-to-do list. I'm not going to do this in 2021. I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm not going to speak like that anymore. I'm not even going to think like that anymore. And maybe uh, I, we need to forgive some people so that that reaction doesn't come out like that anymore. Because 
Actually, living in the Spirit means daily transformation. Sometimes, if you're like me, you know, you want to rip off the band-aid quickly of, of heart healing when God's dealing with you with some stuff. It's like, oh, I don't like this feeling and I just want to get it over with. So you rip off the band-aid, oh, Lord, forgive, I forgive them, I forgive them, I forgive them, I bless them, move on. But sometimes it's, it's a process, isn't it? It's a process. And we've got to be willing to go through the process, even with each other sometimes, so that we can actually live in the Spirit. But I guarantee you one thing, if I know anything... He will not let you go and he will not let me go. And that's a good thing and a bad thing because it means that those issues that we've hung on to maybe for years, he won't let them go. He's going to keep prodding you. He's going to keep reminding you and say, come on, it's time. Get rid of that toxic stuff out of your life. Get rid of that habit out of your life. Get rid of that way of thinking because it's not doing you any good or anyone else because he actually wants to sharpen your spiritual acts so you can be so much more effective. Rivers of living water. Rivers of living water. And this is what I believe God wants me to encourage you with today is to allow rivers of living water to come out of you, out of your speech, out of your life, out of your thinking, out of your very being, out of how you, how you live. And what a great picture rather than my green winter swimming pool. Think of that. Every time you have a toxic conversation, think of my green swimming pool. Because that's what we're bathing in. If we have toxic people that are repeatedly toxic into our lives, cut them off. Cut them off. You don't need them. You don't need that stuff in your life. And, and that's not even a biblical principle. That's just a life principle. But for rivers of living water to flow, we, we have to have that pure voice of God coming in so that we can be stronger and sharper. I want to pray, so why don't you stand? Cool. Thanks, guys. Maybe today is just a really good opportunity for you just to let go of some stuff that you just shouldn't even have. <laughs> it's not yours, but for some reason you own it or you borrowed it from someone else. You know, that, that's the worst type of bitterness is when we borrow someone else's bitterness. It's not even ours. And uh, all of a sudden we, we're holding grudges that aren't even ours. And so as, sometimes as believers, we realize, wow, that, that's not even mine. I'm just, I'm just like a burden bearer. I'm, burdened, I'm bearing everyone else's burdens that never, never affected me. But for some reason, I'm, I've jumped on the bandwagon. So today, get rid of that stuff. Lay it down before the cross and ask the Lord just to get rid of that stuff. It's, it's not yours to carry. It's his. It's not yours. And so by us being freer from this stuff, that river flows stronger. The axe is sharper. So, Lord, we just come before you today and we, we get rid of stuff. We lay down stuff, maybe attitudes and thoughts and habits and unforgiveness, unresolved things. We just lay it at the foot of the cross today. And, Lord, we ask by your blood you would just wash us clean. We ask for forgiveness. We ask for your power to flow in our lives more than ever before. Holy Spirit, I ask that you would enable us to gain greater mastery within, that you would speak, that you would strengthen us, that you would sharpen us. And Holy Spirit, we ask even today that you would 
flow in fresh new ways in 2021, that you would speak to us, that you would challenge us, that you would grow us in fresh new ways, that you would do new things, speak new words over us. Lord, we pray you'd break down walls and limitations and restrictions and even fear that we've held over ourselves, insecurity. We let it go today in Jesus' name. We lay it at the foot of the cross today in Jesus' name. And Lord, I pray that you would give us your boldness, your confidence, your strength and life. And Holy Spirit, that you would fill us with fresh vision, what it looks like. Livers of living water, living water, living water flowing over us, in us and through us. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you want to do this. He wants to do it for you this year. He wants to do it for you this year. He wants to give you living water, not toxic water any longer. Don't drink toxic water any longer. Life is too short. So Holy Spirit, we just drink you in today. We choose life over death. We choose your spirit over some of those other things, the the things that war against the spirit. And Lord, we ask for your infilling today. Your infilling today that the fruit of your spirit would flow in us and be so powerful, would be a great testimony. And we thank you for your word over us. Holy Spirit, we pray for a great year. Lord, I pray that you'd protect us from the enemy, that you will give us strategies, you will give us victories in fresh new areas. Lord, that you would give us your voice in clearer ways, that we will listen to you in better ways. We will be more open to you. You would break down walls and restrictions and that you would release your kingdom in fresh new ways all around us in relationships and in decisions and thoughts and in our lives. And Lord, we say, just let your river flow in us in powerful ways in 2021. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Awesome. Well, bless you guys.